Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Happy Friday, everybody out there in Radio World. It's your boy, DC, here on the Kane Gang Radio Show. Friday morning, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. On the flip side is my man, Bird. Dirty Bird, what it do, what it do? What's going on, man? Listen, Feeling man, it's a beautiful today, Friday morning over here. Beautiful Always a beautiful day you know, here in South Florida. A little cold front, little cold front, but nothing we can't handle. That's right. <laughs> so listen, Bird, you know, last week we had a great show. And if you do recall, I did pick Alabama to win by 17. Obviously, they won by a little bit more than that. Um, our boy Brad Tahada didn't want to go with that C note because I, you know, he said they would win by seven. And uh, I offered to take that, you know, offer him to give him seven points for a hundred, and he didn't want to take it. But uh, you know, fun, man, baby, has, baby Yoda, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. <laughs> so um, college football has come and gone for the 2020 season, and. Um, that doesn't stop for us, man. We keep uh, we keep going here on the King Gang Radio Show. Um, as always, we like to try to, you know, reach into our bag of tricks and you know pull things out. And this week we got a special special guest, especially especially to me because uh, this uh, individual has meant a lot to me. Um, I met him as a, a freshman and just kind of continued to build our relationship all the way up through his senior year and even to now. Um, still have a great relationship. I, I literally call this guy like my brother. Like he's literally like family to me. So, Bird, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to welcome onto the show right now, number 28. I don't care what he's wearing in the league. He'll always be number 28 to me. That's right. Mike Jack. Mike Jack, what's good, brother? Hey, what's good, man? Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, anytime. Bird, man, go ahead and introduce yourself to Mike Jack. Yo, what's going on, man? Dirty Bird. And uh, thanks for so much for being on, Mike. You know, you are, and I know Coe's going to hit on this, man, but I, I do say that, you know, the one distinction that I always remember about Mike Jack, you have the greatest turnover chain picture of all time, man. And uh, I know there's a little story behind that as well, man. But when you when you rock that ball, man, that uh, you yeah. know, a lot of people are wore that chain, man, but nobody rocked that picture like you did, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a story behind that one. Yeah, yeah. And I know we'll, I know we'll touch on that in a minute here. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get started, man. So, Mike Jack, here it is. You know, you're a four, you're a four star recruit coming out of Alabama, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously, you know, you're kind of be, you know, you're rated up that high. You're, I, I'm assuming people are thinking, hey, I'm just, you know, Mike Jack's just going to go to Alabama, maybe Auburn, things like that. You ended up coming to the University of Miami. Can you give me a little backstory on why you chose University of Miami? Well, it was like, it was one of them things where, like, I, had, I got family down in Miami, you know, I all my dad's family down there. So I kind of like, I already knew like how Miami was like my, every summer from probably first grade all the way up until getting ready to go to middle school. Like I went down there every summer. So like I've been to the beach. Uh, my grandmother stays literally like right around the corner from the stadium. So for me, it was kind of like going, that's my second home. Like 
I ain't feel like I never got homesick. So it was just like, it was just the best choice. Like Al Golden, like people say what they want about him. I love Coach Golden. Like he's, man, he's my right hand man. Like he, he take care of his players. He's not one of them coaches that only look at you as a football player. He was, he, he told me always, he was like, if you just come here and only, I only teach you how to play football, then I ain't do my job. He was like, I already teach you how to be a man. That way you can provide for your family and opposed to being a football player. You know, football gonna come and go. At some point you're gonna start playing. So yeah, and I I did not want to go to Alabama Auburn. Like I hate them schools. I hate them schools with a passion. <laughs> oh, I hate them schools with a passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like any like all my family, some they Alabama and Auburn fans. So like I wanted to play them some way somehow I didn't care like it didn't matter if we would have played them the first game of the season the last game of the season it didn't matter if we won by 100 or lost by 100 I just wanted to play them yeah wow that's crazy that's awesome. man that, that's crazy though <laughs> when you think about that because obviously a lot of people in the state of Alabama they either want to go to Alabama or they want to go to Auburn oh, yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 a religion like like people don't understand like Alabama versus Auburn, Miami, Florida State, that's a rivalry, but Alabama versus Auburn, it hits the different. It hits, I, I haven't seen people, like marriages, like people get divorced over that game. <laughs> like, I haven't seen fights over that game. Like, the kick six, I'll Whoa. never forget. I went I went to school the next day, that following Monday. One of my teachers, like all the Alabama fans, all the Alabama teachers was pissed, like, <laughs> and I'm not saying they have a bad attitude. No, I'm talking about they giving us extra homework. Like, oh, oh, don't let a kid come in with a Auburn shirt on. Oh, it's over with. <laughs> it's over with. <laughs> yeah. That that rivalry is crazy, man. They got, you know, Tumor's Corner on the Auburn campus. And I did some work yeah. in, in the city of Auburn. So, you know, I spent some time and kind of, you know, I'm a huge college football fan. So, of course, I went in and yeah. took a little bit of in. But I started reading about the story where the guy actually, like, poisoned the yes. trees outside and of Timber's Corner that they roll. I was in high school when that happened, and it was kind of like, okay, it's going too far now. Like, yeah, it was before that point. It was always like still kind of like a respect thing, but for like maybe two years, it was just like crazy stuff was happening. Wow, wild, wild. You know, and, then, and then here it is, University of Miami. Like, we don't get that crazy, you know. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, we really haven't been to where we were in the, you know, the early 80s, you know, late 80s, yeah. early 90s, 2000s, you know, we're trying to get back there. You know, obviously, we've had a good little run, um, you know, 2017, uh, phenomenal year. You know, we start out 10 and 0, obviously lose the last game up in uh, Pittsburgh and, you know, obviously lose, you know, the bowl game and things like that. But, you know, looking at your career at the University of Miami, like your junior year was just it was fantastic. Like mm -hmm. a, a lot of people was wondering, I mean, again, like they, they didn't know who Mike Jack was. And then that junior year, they found out who Mike Jack was, you know, yeah. ended up having four interceptions, you know, literally held it down on that side of the ball. Um, so I was going to ask you a couple questions concerning like that 2017 or maybe throughout your whole career. What was one of your most memorable games at the university of Miami? Oh, it's easy. Syracuse. Really? Yeah, because yeah. the crazy thing, so um, I found out my girlfriend was pregnant during training camp. So just imagine, like, I was, what, 20, 
I think I was here 20. And I wake up in the morning, get ready. And she was, she tell me she's pregnant. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like, I'm still half asleep. So I, I'm getting up, getting ready to go to practice. And I get to practice and I'm like, I'm talking to Coach Ron. I was like, my girlfriend pregnant. He was like, oh, congrats. I said, I ain't gonna lie to you. I have no idea what to do. He was like, just go to practice. Like, <laughs> he was like, just go to practice. Get on the field, man. Sit up. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was lost. So fast forward to that Monday, we found out it was a boy. So I'm like, okay, I gotta figure out my celebrations. Cause me and Red Wine, every week in practice, we figured out our celebration. So I'm thinking it over and I'm like, I'm gonna rock the baby. I get a pick, I'm rocking the baby. So it's like, okay, okay. So I was like, hopefully like I kiss the pick on the opposing team sideline. So I have enough time to run across the field to do it. So when at first, first uh, I dropped the pick, I dropped the pick, like I think it was like the third, fourth player of the game. So as soon as I dropped it, I'm like, damn, I ain't gonna get another chance. Like. So then he came at me again, and it was like, oh yeah, I, I gotta rock the baby. Like only by that time, only people that knew I was having a little boy was Coach Rump, my girl, like my family, like nobody knew. So that was kind of like my coming out moment. Like, and it was just that was probably that's by far the best game of my life. Yeah. And you had two picks in that game too, didn't you? Yeah, and I was yeah. supposed to have three. Yeah, but you dropped, yeah, the one, man. That's why you play corner, not receiver, right? <laughs> you, yeah, you know why. Well, I, yeah. I could not catch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. Well, you did, you did that game, that's for sure, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and so let me ask you that. So, obviously, the 2017 season, um, you guys do really well. Um, and, again, I mean, obviously, I already know, but, like, what made you decide to come back for your senior year? Because, you know, a lot of kids at the University of Miami, they seem to leave early. They yeah. just, I don't know what the deal is. You know, they want to leave to be a fifth, sixth, seventh round, or even an undrafted free agent. But you chose to come back, you know, for your senior year. Um, what was that for? Like, what, what, what made you want to come back your senior year? A lot, it was, it just felt rushed. Because, you know, the 2017 season, we lost our bye week. So, like, them last couple weeks of the season, the guys was banged up, like, it got to a point even the coaches felt it. So, so when the season was over, I just wanted to rest. Like, I didn't want to think about football. I didn't want to think about that. I just wanted to rest. And I thought about, like, I didn't want to be somewhere else and miss my son being born. Right. So that and I was just looking at it like, okay, the league can wait. Like, I don't really – I ain't in no rush to get to the league. Like, the league can wait. I, I come back to school and in my head, I said, if I come back to school and I have no picks, but I graduate, I learn how to become a man. Cause that like my senior year, my stats didn't show, but like I learned how to be a real man. Cause I had to balance That's school, cool. football and being a parent. Like I ain't know how to change a diaper. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm not trying to add like the NFL into this, trying to learn a new playbook and all that. Like that can yeah. wait. I just come back to school, man. And besides, I got to play with Red and Jaquan another year. Like, yeah, 
So, so let me ask you, Mike, like, you know, you made that decision, right? And, you know, I think you made it for all the right reasons. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that was, you know, for somebody who's in college who has the league as an option, you know, that's that's like such a mature and a, and a right decision to make for you. You know, like mm-hmm. we always say, look, you know, it, you know, if, if it's right, you know, go. If it's right for you, yeah. take it. But, you know, you made the decision to come back for the right reasons. You know, knowing what you know now and, and you know, I got a couple of years under your belt in the league. You know, did that help you in the NFL or would you, you know, do you kind of wish now, like looking back at it, that you maybe would have left at the end of that junior year? Uh, if you would have asked me like last year, I probably would say I should have left. But now I, I feel like I made the right decision because like I can balance so much stuff now. And like I know how to basically be where my feet at. Like I can go to practice and only focus on practice. Yeah. Like. If I would have left early, I wouldn't be able to do that. And it just like it would have happened too fast. I wasn't mentally, like I feel like I wasn't ready for to go from just to make that jump. Cause I had always said, like, the only going into my junior year, I was like, the only way I'm coming out, I have to, I have to catch six plus picks. If I don't yeah. have six plus, I'm not coming out. So I just stuck to it and I feel yeah. like I made the right decision. Wait. You look at your senior stats, right? And I mean, to, to people that know the game, right? You know, like mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, man, nobody was throwing your way, right? Which to me, if I'm the lead, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're not trying to pick on me, right? Like I know yeah. that that's even better because I'm always on my man. And, you know, that's the one thing for, for us is, you know, is, is just a couple guys watching it in the stands, man. You know, you were always stuck to your, to you know, to your guy, man. I mean, like yeah. blue, so. Let, let me ask you this, Mike, because you brought up a couple of names, and, and, and I think they're prevalent names. You know, you look at Red and you look at Jaquan out there. They're still playing. You know, obviously, they're still in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Red had a pick the other night, you know, which was yeah. good. Um, how fun was it playing with those with those guys, you know? And it was a, it was a, a bunch of, like, good guys back there in the secondary. Yeah. You know, how was that? Man, it was fun because it's like we all came in together, like, I vividly remember, like, my freshman year, me and Red were roommates. And like, I'm saying to myself, like, I don't even know this dude. I don't understand what he's saying to me. Cause I did not like, you know, people from Miami talk fast. So I'm like, <laughs> I call my mom. I'm like, I don't know. I call my best friend. I said, I don't know if he's t- talking about me or if he's trying to like tell me something. Like, I don't know what's going on. So That's like awesome. to come back and just to play with them, like it meant a lot. Cause I was messing with them. Like the whole, I knew I was coming back the entire time. like. Yeah. I was just messing with them just just for the fun of it because it's like I'm like bro I'm not finna leave like we gonna we talk about winning a national championship like I'm gonna come back and see. Like, I, I remember sitting in the movie theater. Um, I'm not sure what what night it was, but I'm just sitting in the movie theater like eight thirty nine o'clock at night, and I get a text message. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't tell nobody, but I'm coming back. And I'm like, yes. all right, you shoot me a text and let me know you're coming back. That's what's up, yeah. man. So I definitely, I, that was like a, a vivid memory for that situation, man. You know, it's, it's always, uh, it's always a pleasure just, you know, you know, reacquainting and getting to be able to see each other and, you know, being able to just talk to people that, you know, have come through the program. And, you know, again, I've been, I've been with this program, Man, it's going on probably 30 years, you know, since my first time going to a University of Miami football game. And, you know, I've built a lot of relationships, man, but I don't think anyone is as close as, as you, Mike. You know, it's been a, oh, yeah. 
you know, listen, man, whether it's King Walk or whatever, you know, I just be yelling, Mike Jack, Mike, yeah. Mike Jack. Yeah, man. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing. Like, once you get to the league, it's not, it's not the same. Like, yeah. Like the smoke, like coming out the smoke, like I dressed for the last game against the Jets. Yes, and like did. for me coming the me for me at Miami coming out the smoke was big because it's like, okay, I can relax, all the nerves gone. And I did when I got to the Patriots and coming out of the smoke, it's like it's not the same. Like it don't Brooklyn, man. It's, it's a business, it you know. Yeah, it don't it don't feel the same. Like it ain't that much smoke. Like <laughs> I'm like, this ain't it. <laughs> you know, Mike, we got a uh Cole and I were talking about doing a new segment here. And you know, mm-hmm. being as uh, you're our boy here and everything, we want to see if you want to be the first person to play a uh to play our new rapid fire game. Are you doing yeah, it? Yeah, he, we're gonna have to have Mike do it, but we real quick though. We're up against the breaks. We'll have to keep, catch up on the on the next episode real quick. But uh yeah, Mike Jack, we're gonna have you play the uh Kang game rapid fire, man. And uh we'll, we'll we'll come right back with that here with Mike Jack and uh but we gotta also ask him a couple other questions too as we get going. All right, let's uh, do it. we're gonna head to break real quick. Uh appreciate you guys tuning in real quick to the Kang Gang radio show here on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. It's Friday morning, eleven o'clock. We're working our way through this two-hour segment. We'll catch you guys on the flip. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you... Texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, everybody, we back. Second second episode here on the King Gang Radio Show with uh, Mike Jack joining us back again. Bird, good first segment. Getting ready to hit the second segment, and uh, we're gonna dive right into it. But before we get into it, 
forgot to mention, Mike Jack had a, a birthday on January 10th. Ooh. Mike Jack, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate happy it. Birthday. So listen, how's it feel to be 22 again? <laughs> nah. I feel good, man. I bought I bought me a truck for my birthday, so nice. I got a Jeep. Is nice. it lifted? Nah, I ain't lifted. Nah. Yeah, if I would have if I would have lifted it. Nobody would have been able to get in but me. Bro, my <laughs> like, I, got, I got a six inch lift on mine. I got 37s on 22s. <laughs> Come on, man. We riding dirty, bro. Come on. <laughs> you yeah, got no tires? <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, let me ask you this, though, Mike. What? Playing up in New England, what is that Boston weather like compared to being like in Alabama or the University of Miami? Man, <laughs> the crazy thing, like, Okay, me going from Dallas to Detroit, first day I froze. I was freezing cold. But once I got to New England, like that wind, it's really not, it's just really the wind. It's not really that cold, but like the wind is crazy. Like we'll be at practice and it just feel like all the wind is just coming straight in. Like, and it's that type of wind where you standing straight up and it's kind of like, you feel it like kind of knocking you back a little bit. <laughs> like I wear everything in practice. I don't care. Like some guys try to go out there and be cool. Oh, nah, I'm not going to freeze my tail off trying to impress nobody. <laughs> like I'm wearing two hoodies. Some, uh, I went to the store and bought me like the thick Nike uh, mittens for my hands. Yeah. I wear like a three a three X glove, like oh nah. I'm making <laughs> sure I stay warm. <laughs> you just grabbing random stuff out of Cam Newton's locker too, right? Uh, what, whatever. <laughs> all the, all the crazy stuff he brings. We were talking about this earlier, right? Like it ain't like going to uh to the equipment and seeing a Dave Case or somebody like that and like, hey, let me get a jacket or let me get a t-shirt. Nah, <laughs> it's like, man, they but the crazy thing, they have like they have some good stuff, like that's definitely gonna keep you warm. I bet. Yeah. I bet. How's uh? What was that? Oh, where's it at? Oh, the bird. You were gonna ask this. How's it like? How, what's it like playing with Bill Belichick? Like, you know, you always hear about Bill, man, and like, so man. how are you gonna talk to somebody who's actually playing for Bill Belichick? He's a man, different Bill, dude, man. <laughs> Bill is the most like coolest person you'll probably ever meet. Like, yeah. he's not. Like he's just one of the people you just do your job and you have no problems. Like, and he loved Miami players. Yeah. Like obviously. I mean, he scoops him up, man. And like, like this time was, I watch drafts and I'm like, bro, the Dolphins can't get this guy. Literally the next pick, New England. Boom. Braxton Barry. Like, he loved he loves Miami players. And like he was um, I think he had just started to get cold, and me and Pinkney was walking like out the uh practice. And he was like, yeah, your ass not in Miami no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, man. Belichick, cool. He real yeah. cool. He's not like, because I was worried. Like, I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to go to the Patriots. Like, it's going to be strict. Nah, it is not like that. Yeah. It's he, not like that at all. He's like, he's, like, he's like Greg Popovich is in the NBA, man. He's just a cool Yeah, dude. he plays. Like, he's going to play mind games. Like, yep. that's just With what the he media? does. Bro, with the media, bro, he just it cracks me up listening to him, man, because these reporters ask these questions, man, and he just gives them like the simplest, like and it's like 
I just never understood. What's the point of asking a question when you know, like, everybody know he's going to give you the most general, basic yeah. answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. So, Mike, going back to uh, a name that you mentioned a little bit ago, uh, Coach Rump, right? Yeah. I'm a huge, huge Mike Rump fan. The oh, yeah. fans down here, just like they bashing him. He can't recruit, yeah. he can't coach, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you know, he was kind of let go. Yeah. Um, you know, this past week, what's your relationship with him and, and how was it working with um Coach Rump? Because I, I generally, man, like I always call him eight because you know, again, it's a respecting yeah. thing, you know, like you know, doesn't matter who you put in there, like you can only do with what you're given, right? So, yeah. working with, with eight, you know, how was that, man? Coach Rump was like that big brother, father figure, like it's crazy, like. Our life lined it up exact same. So he met his wife at Miami. She's in nursing. She was in nursing school. My girl in nursing school, but just graduated nursing school. He had a baby going into his senior year. I did the same thing. Like, so it was just for me, it was just like, like he was probably like the best coach I ever had. And people always say like, he can't recruit. It's not he can't recruit. He just tell players the truth. Yeah. Like a lot of these recruiters, they lie to players. And then that's when you see when they get there, they transfer. So it's like, he like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, like I'll never forget after my junior year, um, what's the boy name at Alabama? Uh, okay. Yeah, him. He, him and I think Campbell. Both of them yeah, was coming you. out of American Heritage. And some people wanted Coach Rump to tell them that they was going to come in and start. And Rump was like, why would I why would I tell them that when it's not gonna happen? Like I I got one corner that's coming off second team all ACC. Like, and I have another corner that's playing good. Like, they're not finna come in and start. They can right. work their way in the playing time. So nah, like in my eyes, Coach Rump, like the best coach I ever had. I still like he always told me when you get to the line of scrimmage, have a plan. So no matter, he was like, no matter if you got beat. No matter if you got to pick the last play, you just always have a plan and stick to your plan. So that's crazy, man. But you you know the easiest place for for people to coach for is coach from is the uh, is the keyboard and the uh, you know and the stands, yeah. right? You know after yeah. the fact, right? Everybody, oh, this is what you know. I they don't know never, what it takes ahead of time. I never, I would never forget. I got the screenshot somewhere in my old phone where when I I don't know if I had announced I was coming back or not, and some fan. Cause my uncle sent it to me. Some fan went and said, when Patrick Sertain and Campbell come to Miami, they was gonna start over me. At that <laughs> moment right there, I said, yeah, I need to stop listening to the media, like yeah. listening to fans and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. That's definitely crazy. Cause listen, at the end of the day, like I don't think there was anybody coming in as a freshman that was gonna take your spot your senior year. You know, so when you look at, you know, what we had over there, there wasn't nobody coming in and taking those spots. Like you said, yeah. they've been coming with some PT, but they weren't taking, they weren't trying to get the starting spot right away. Yeah. And Coach Rump just always kept it real. Like, and I, and Coach Rump was a player, like he played the game. So Correct. he know exactly like how I feel like to be in practice. Like, man, I don't really feel like practice. Like he knows that. And he, he was one of them type coaches. He was like, I'm not going to yell and cuss because, that ain't gonna, he was like, that ain't gonna make you want to do it. Like, 
Yeah. You, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. And we had like a, a relationship where like me and him had like, I go talk to him daily. Like I knew his schedule to the point where he getting out of meetings. I'm already sit, chilling in his office. Like, like coach, you trying to watch the film. Like, yeah. And like, for real, like, and I, feel like, I, I just, I just feel like a lot of coaches don't understand that. Cause then they feel like, oh, uh, like it should be a line, but Man, you build a you you get into coaching to build relationships. Right, right. You don't really if you get into coaching to win championships, that's a part of. But you you mainly build a relationship because after a while, them championships not gonna mean nothing. Like yeah, think it, about it. it. it that because it's like it's almost like you're molding these younger kids into an adult. You know, you're taking yeah. these young kids, you're you're taking them underneath your wing, and you're teaching them for the future. Like you said, you know, you're getting ready to have a kid, you know, you weren't trying to balance, you know, worrying about the NFL. You were trying to worry about how am I going to do all this? And, you know, whatever comes afterwards is afterwards. I need to be a father. I need to ha- I have responsibilities now. And that's where I think a lot of coaches, like even like coach Rick, I think that's the type of like individuals that more colleges need and not just a win, win, win. Yeah. Cause like, part, like part of the reason why I came back my senior year, cause I was like, I know for a fact Coach Rump is gonna teach me how to like balance all this. Like he we we went over everything, like, okay, how are you and how are you and your girl doing? How are you interacting with the baby? Like, how is school going? Like every single thing. And it, and for me, it was like he don't really have to do this. Like, that's what I appreciate it even more. Cause it's like, man, you getting on me about my schoolwork when to be honest, I'm eligible to play for the bowl game. So it ain't like you need, he was like, no, I want you to graduate. I don't want you to come back and have to finish later. Like, go ahead, finish yeah. now. Like, i never forget, he told me, and I was I was pissed. He told me, was it, it wasn't Florida State. It was whoever we played at the Florida State my senior year. Like, the normal time we'll come in and watch a little extra film, he was like, no, nah, I'm not watching film with you today. You got a paper due. And in my head, I'm like, how you know I got a paper due? Like, he done went already went and talked to my advisor. It was just wow. like the little extra, little extra stuff right. like that showed me like, man, you actually care about me as a person. You don't really care. Like football is just the cherry on top. Wow, wow, that's awesome, yeah. man. It's good to hear. Um, so all right, Mike. So now we're getting ready to get to the nitty gritty. We're gonna hit you with this rapid fire. You know, right. Bird and I came. Bird and I came with some questions. And um, Bird, you want to ask the questions? It don't matter to me. All right, all right. We'll roll through it here. All right, so, Mike, here's, here's the deal, man. We're going to give you two options here. You got to pick one of them. And just first thing that comes to your mind, all right? All right. All right. Jordans or Yeezys? Jordans. Jordans. Yeezys. Richard Sherman or Josh Norman? Richard Sherman. All right. French fries or onion rings? French fries. <laughs> Rihanna or, or Beyonce? Rihanna. Uh, Quarterman or Pinkney? <laughs> I got I, I gotta go with Pinkney because if I don't, he's gonna mess with me about it the whole right, entire all right. season. All right, here's another one. Amon or Braxton? Amon. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Amon. I'm gonna go with Amon. I'm gonna go with Amon. Right, let, me let me ask this one. <laughs> all right, go ahead. For the state. <laughs> I hate both of them. Yes. I can't stand both of them. That's the answer, man. <laughs> I can't stand both of them. I can't stand both of them. All right, if you so I know you can't stand these other two teams either, but if you had to pick one, Auburn or Alabama. 
<laughs> like pick one, like to go to school there. Just or, like, yeah. period. Yeah, 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 say to go there. I, I pick Auburn because Alabama, like, I really can't stand now. Wow. You, like, that really... you know, Coach, mm-hmm. you know, as, as we were getting, uh, we were talking to Mike earlier, man, you know, he was telling us what he wouldn't give to just be able to play in that first game. Uh, man, next what? Season. I would love to play in that game. Like, it don't, like, that's personal. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. Depending on what happens, like, when you guys open up, I know obviously it's September. It's Liberty weekend for us. It's either September fourth mm-hmm. or sixth. We're not either two. They're Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, man, it'd be cool, bro, if you can if we can link up and you can come down to that game, man. Because you know we're gonna oh, be there. Oh, I already didn't check into it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the one game I go to. I want to be on the sideline. Like, like that. I need. Oh, you're the only one. I'd love to be on the sideline. <laughs> I need to be on the sideline. Like, I don't want to be in the stands. I'm not trying to hear Mike give no, uh-uh, like. Ah, that's what's up. So Mike, let me ask you this, Mike. Go ahead, Bert, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say Mike's going to grab a uh, grab a jersey in the locker room and, uh, real, and sneak like, out. We're going to be like, where does 28 come from? Nah, I don't even need 28. You can give me uh, you can give me any other number. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out when I can get that number 48 signed, like, to Derek. <laughs> oh, see, nah, see, I already got it planned, like. I'm changing my number this year. I'm gonna try to get 28. Boom. But isn't that James White's number? Yeah, but I think James White is a free agent. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so we gonna see. Might, might slide up. <laughs> I might. <laughs> so does this 28 hold significance to you? And the crazy thing, when I first got the money, I was I was hot. When I got when they gave me 28, I was pissed. You were nine, right? You were nine in high school? Yeah, I was nine in high school and um, we call him Pete Willie. Coach Williams asked me what numbers I want. I think I wrote down seven, nine, 21, and 22. So when I get there, I'm like, you give me 28. Like, I'm not a running back. That's what uh, Clint Porter's <laughs> wore. Like, oh, I was pissed. And then they gave Red 22, and Red didn't even want 22. So I'm like, like, what y'all doing? Like, can we just switch the numbers? <laughs> Man. That's crazy, man. That's but definitely you're always, crazy, man. You're always gonna be 28 to us now, man. You know, yeah. you oh yeah, like it, it grew definitely up. wore you wore it well, man, for sure. Yeah, by, by my sophomore year, I kind of grew into it like okay, like yeah, I can I can do this, I can I can rock with this. <laughs> well shoot, man. Before we let you go, I just want to ask you a couple more questions. Like, how's yeah. Miss Joy doing? You said what? How's Miss Joy doing? Oh, is she doing good? <laughs> yeah, she's doing good. Living life. Yeah, mama doing well too? Yeah, she's doing good. She uh she just turned 45 December 29th. Wow. Yeah. Birthday's you know, all around I turned, the Jackson. I turned 47 February 26th. So if you need that mailing address, you know, <laughs> number 48, just let me know because I was definitely t- trust, <laughs> trust me, man. I got some plan. I got some plan for you. Well, Mike, man, listen, um, we're getting ready to hit hit up against the break again, man. And we don't want to take too much more of your time. We definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on the show. And we'd definitely love to have you on at another time. And, uh, man, it's always good just to talk to you, man. And, uh, you know, tell the family, like, obviously, I said hello. 
And uh, we just appreciate you coming on the radio show and, you know, kicking with us for, for a little bit, man. Oh, no problem, man. You know you family, so just let me know whenever. I'll be back. Well, listen, you tell Pinkney and all that and Red all of like, if we sent them a DM, then they need to come on the show as well. Maybe we'll have, like, a, a triple blockbuster episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Pinkney definitely is going to want to be on the show. I already know him. Nice. Right. <laughs> Where you get y'all both on together. Oh, man, that's going to be yeah, a yeah, show no for real. <laughs> We're going to need more than an hour. Bet that up, man. Well, Mike, man, you enjoy you enjoy being out there in Dallas, man. Again, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'll hit you up soon, man. Just take care. Tell everybody we said hello. Oh, I will. Appreciate it. All right, All right big dog. I'll at you. All right. Bye, buddy. All right, you're listening to the Kane Gang Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back after a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. It's great to be back, everybody, here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM, Slam Radio, Channel 145. Last two segments, we had uh, Mike Jack, former University of Miami uh, cornerback, now NFL New England Patriot, that joined us. But the interviews don't stop. Like, the guests don't stop. And at this point, 
I don't even want to bring him in right now. Dirty Bird, do me a favor and drop that beat real quick. Uh, man, if y'all hearing that beat, y'all know what we're talking about. We're taking it back a little bit, man. It's old school time. None other on our show on the King Gang Radio is, to me, the most iconic and most prolific Mr. 305. I don't care what anybody says. Mr. Luther Campbell. Uncle Luke, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. What about you guys? Doing good, doing chilling, good, man. doing good. We're chilling, man. We're chilling. It's uh, it's definitely an honor for me and a blessing. You know, I'm 47 years old, and I grew up like literally in South Florida, and my my type of music was none other than that Two Live Crew slash Jam Pony Express. You know that type of stuff growing up, and you know I have to tell you, man, like being able to have you on our show is is definitely exciting. Um, so again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know the guys want to thank you for being part of this show. Um, we just want to kind of get, get a little bit in tale of, of, about Luke and, you know, kind of, you know, how you started and where you grew up and, you know, how you came to love the University of Miami the way that you did. Man, you know, I'm a, I'm a Liberty City born and bred, born and raised, you know, uh, made and made uh, guy. You know, I live uh, on 58 Terrace. You know, uh, as you already know, where the OB is. So, you know, not too far from the OB. Uh, at the same time, you know, University of Miami was my favorite team growing up. You know, my brother used to uh, take me to the games when I was a kid playing football on Miami Beach. You, you back in the days, you would get in with your with your with your jersey on. Uh, they would basically give them away the tickets. So. You know, I, I go way back when we used to get really beat, uh, like we got beat this year every game. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, I sat there through the Nebraskas and the Oklahomas and all those people. And so, you know, that was my team. Whether it was getting beat or not, it was me and probably another thousand people in the stands and my brother suffering through making taking me to the game because that's what I wanted to do and that, that's what made me happy. And uh, from that point on, there I was I was all in. Well, Luke, you know, on, it's, it's on funny the you say that because hold on, Joy, let me ask you something real quick. Like I was kind of coming into the University of Miami in the early '90s, so we were literally coming off of you know championship in '89, championship at '91, um, and again, like the next couple of years is kind of where we started going through that downward spiral, you know, with the whole Pell Grant and things like that, you know. But I stuck through it, you know. I just kept going and going and going and going, and then. All of a sudden, you know, you hit that 98 season, that 99 season, 2000, 2001, and you kind of see that momentum starting to build again. And uh, so it's good to see, like, I wasn't the only one who had to suffer through some of those bad losses, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I suffered. I, I suffered as a kid. I mean, this year I'm 60 this year. Uh, so I suffered as a kid. You know, I went through the, the George Myra, the Carl Selma, uh, the Lou, the Lou Saban, you know yep. what I'm saying? Thinking, okay, we got Buffalo Bills coach. We're going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And that went bad. And, you know, the EJ Bakers and the Kerry Bakers and the Chuck Foremans and all those guys of the world. And, you know, that was some real suffering. Like, like you know, uh, now it's, you know, now it's not as much as what it was then. Then you just knew you were going to lose. And, you know, at one point, they were getting ready to get rid of the program. It was just that bad. You know, I remember as a kid reading the newspaper and seeing that that almost happened. So, uh, 
that was some real hard times. So when you know when the when the good times came, you know I was happy. You know I'm I was happy that I was even be a part of some of the good times, and I was a part of because I was a part of so many bad times. Right. Well, Luke, on the topic of football, um, we know that you you coach high school football now. Would you mind telling us about that? Oh man, that's great. I mean, I'm uh, I've been coaching high school football uh, for 15 years now. Over 15 years, I started out at Miami Central. Uh, we helped build that program with Coach Telly Lockett. You know, he brought me off the park. I was, uh, you know, I always say when my career goes goes uh, a little, get a little slow, which it it didn't. Uh, I would go back to my youth program that I started, Liberty City Optimist. You know, 31 years ago, uh, uh, around this time, you know. Um, and I said I was, you know, going to go back out there. So I went out there and started coaching and went and popped one of championships, national championships. It became easy. Um, and he was like, yo, you know, you want to come coach high school ball? And I was like, well, you know, at the time, no. But we started thinking we need to extend our program because so many of our kids were leaving the program and it was easy getting in trouble, getting on drugs you know, going to jail and different things like that. So we extended the program to the to the feeder schools like Northwestern, Central, Jackson, Edison, and things like that. And so I ended up going to Miami Central uh, uh, for the most part. And, you know, anything that I do, I try to be a perfectionist at it. You know, I, I played football uh, for Miami B Senior High and Noah Optimus. I had offers to go to college, but I didn't want to go. Uh, I just stayed home. Uh, and got in trouble, but for the most part, you know, that was it. That was, you know, that's how I got into it. And so now I'm the head coach at Miami Edison Senior High. You know, uh, and you know, we, you know, I took over a program that only had eight kids in it. I, I went from from uh, Central as a linebacker coach. Then I went over to Miami Northwestern under Billy Road as a defense coordinator, and then uh, he eventually got fired and. I eventually left because he left, and I ended up at at uh, Miami Norland for another four years after Northwestern. And uh, at that point, I wanted to have my own program, so I ended up at uh, uh, I wanted a challenge, not something that was too easy. And so I went over to Miami Edison, a program that had not won a won a game in probably a couple of years, and we built it up to where it's at now. We probably got about five or six, four or five star kids. We went to the door last year. We're just billing, and hopefully we'll get it done this year. Luke, man, you brought up uh, you brought up some great things. Going back to what you were talking about with Liberty City Optimist, right? Um, me, me personally, um, Optimist football, especially in South Florida, means so much to me. Uh, my father, actually, same thing. He coached Pop Warner, whether it be at Coral Reef Broncos, Richmond Heights Giants, Palmetto Raiders. Uh, I remember being a kid and pretty much going from city to city whether it be Liberty City, Overtown, Ghouls, Richmond Heights, picking up these kids from all different parts of the city, gathering them together and playing some football. And I mean, the, to see the joy on these faces at the end of the season, going to Orlando, winning a championship, getting those rings, it means a lot to them, especially someone like you who's a mentor and a teacher. I want to get your opinion on a couple guys. You, you brought up Miami Edison, where you're currently coaching at now. Um, what, what are some guys that – that you have taught throughout the, the past couple of years and, and, and some players that you kind of want to bring up in the spotlight to kind of give them their names, whether it be like a Savion Ellis, a Francis Nol Nolton, 
a Leon Hart. I know you got some ball players on that Miami Edison team. Give, give me a, a couple of names that, that colleges need to look out for. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you called it. Those guys there are, are, are great kids. Number one, they're great students. You know, that's number one. Uh, because one thing I, I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, – I stress is education because I already know, you know, that football thing is only going to take you so far. Eventually, you know, four or five years, if you are lucky to get in the 1,200 in the league, you know, that's going to last three or four years, four or five years, if that. You got to have an education, but you know, like you know, Elijah, um, Elijah, he's he's gonna be a good defensive back. We got kids C three, you know, is a phenom. This kid is uh, came straight off the park and started uh, at cornerback for us, you know, uh, and he got baptized. You know, we have a couple uh, kids, the twins. You know, these are kids that came straight off the park. I mean, you're talking 6'3", 6'4", 200 and some pounds. Wow. Uh, and, they, and they, you know, I, what I do is, the difference between me and anybody else, I throw them in the fire right there. We develop. We develop. You know, we're not the Miami Centrals and the Miami Northwesterns of the world where the five-star kid goes there and they want to play there. You know, we, we are a program that we've developed from within. Like Leon Hart, he was at. Miami, Carroll City, Leon Hart was on the bench. You know, his JV, his JVA played second year. He didn't get played playing time in the spring ball game. So he ended up coming over to us and uh, came over there. You know, one thing about me, you know, defense, I'm a defensive-minded guy, but I specialize in linebackers. You know, all of my linebackers pretty much are successful, whether it's, you know, between linebackers and DBs, you know, all of them are pretty, pretty successful and, uh, you know, um, you know, from Rashawn Joseph, who ended up at Buffalo, was Florida. Uh, uh, Emmett Rice, who was starting linebacker for for uh, Florida State last year. All all those are my guys, and so he just fell in getting the same teaching that they got. You know, with the same mentality, IQ mentality. So, you know, him and I mean, you know, we <laughs> we have some young guys that went out there last year and gave us some good ball because I feel like it's about at Miami Edison, you have to develop the talent. Uh, and like when you like Ray Ray, uh, Ray Ray is a sophomore. He played like a grown man last year, you know, and, uh, and Ray is everybody in the world wants him. I mean, I just got a text from uh, the receiver coach at, at Clemson. And, you know, he's like, as soon as Dabble, uh, give me the green light, I'm going to offer him, you know, and, uh, you know, which is a very special kid. So we we got some great kids, you know, on the, on the team and and and, uh, and some great ones coming up. That's awesome, Luke. And, you know, um, yeah, I wanted to touch a little bit because you're always such an advocate for these kids. And, you know, just in addition to, to being there and leading them, you know, on and off the field, right? You mentioned how important education is. But, you know, what are some of the things that, that you're really pushing for right now? You know, I saw on Twitter, you know, that, that um, you know, you're kind of driving the fact that college kids are getting another year eligibility and high school kids aren't, right? So a lot of them have lost their season or had, you know, had it really impacted by all this COVID stuff, you know. What are you passionate about right now and, and as far yeah. as – Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about that because I think they, you know, they, you know uh, the districts kind of left the high school kids behind, 
you know, because uh, just think about it. You know, most people think about University of Miami, Florida, uh, the big, the big power five schools, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, people think about them before they think about the mid majors, you know, and the, the HBCUs and things like that. Well, those programs are where, you know, after the Francisco Nortons and all of them go, go to those uh, schools, those programs are the ones that you really get the bulk of your kids. And I, I normally run 90% of my seniors uh, getting in college. I really don't, I mean, in 11th and 10th grade, you know, the University of Miami's and the Tennessee's and the Florida's and the Alabama's, they're recruiting those kids right there and they're offering those kids right there. So I really focus more on, on uh, the kids who, who are not, who, who are not in that boat, you know, and so you need those HBCUs and you need the mid-majors to be able to put those kids in school. But the problem is, yes, they said, NCAA said, everybody can come back, the year don't count. Uh, it doesn't count against your uh, scholarships. You have the 85 uh, and you can still bring in the 25 on top of the 85. But when you think about it, some of those mid-majors historical black colleges are taking advantage of that and saying, hey, we can bring all 85 back and not necessarily have the scholarship a brand new 25. So sure. that brand new 25 is normally those kids uh, who are not getting highly recruited get in the mix. So that's really affecting these kids right now. Every, everybody I talk to, like we have a coaches alliance, uh, whereas Northwestern, Central, us, Booker T, uh, uh, Killian, and we talk about these different things even when we're talking to some of these uh, college head coaches when we do our meetings with them. So is it, I mean, you know, how do you feel about the fact that Dion is now a coach at an HBCU, right? And, you know, he's bringing a lot of ex, uh, exposure to, you know, to the programs there. I mean, is that how you get out with kids, it, kids place? Listen, I think it's a great thing. You know, I was on with him and the coach from Florida and him, uh, and, uh, you know, the athletic director, and we did a Zoom last night. I, I, I think it's a great thing. Uh, and I know of other <laughs> Hall of Fame greats, you know, because on my, my one of my other jobs, I represent uh, uh, coaches, college coaches. So, uh, and it's just more of helping guys and local guys be able to transition into college uh, from around here. Uh, a lot of Hall of Famers want to go and coach uh, uh, historic black college right now. So I think what he's doing, he's inspiring other guys to want to do that. But then at the same time, other guys who are not getting the opportunities to be able to coach Power 5 or D1, then they feel like they can go uh, in historical black college and coach. And th these are the guys who don't need the money. You know, they got a bank full of money that they can go out there and do some things uh, on that level and then work their way into the power five or, or to a major uh, college from there. Like Dion and me and him are good friends. Dion <laughs> thought he had the Florida state job. He really thought he had the Florida state job. Uh, and then after the Florida state job, he really thought he had the, uh, you know, he was a finalist for the Arkansas job until you know, one of the boosters came in and said they don't want no black guy to be the coach. And so he kind of lost out on that situation there. Uh, and then he just figured, hey, look, man, the only route for me to get into this business is go to HBCU way. And so he's inspired a lot. You know, he's getting some four-star, five-star kids. 
you know, right. hopefully they pan out and uh, right. and he does a great thing. Well, Luke, let me ask you a question. Um, we're getting ready to push up against the break. We have a, a lot more content that we would like to kind of get through to you and ask you some more questions. Would you be willing for us to go to a quick break and then hop right back on? And uh, we Yeah, can no problem. I appreciate it, man. Jordan, go ahead and take us to break, and then uh, we'll be right back with uh, Mr. 305, not Pitbull, the man, the OG, Uncle Luke. Absolutely. You guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio Show. We are here with uh, Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell. Um, you know, we'll be back in just a few moments at Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah! Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot the... Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back here at the Kane Gang Radio Show. Um, for me, just being able to listen to, to Luther Campbell is uh, kind of refreshing. Just to be able to get yeah. some knowledge and some background about exactly what's going on in the inner cities, and especially what he's doing over at Miami Edison. Uh, you know, I'm really excited for what you're doing over there, uh, uh, Luke. And, like, hopefully, you know, maybe your high school can, you know, catapult into maybe the college levels. One thing that you did touch on that I, I, I probably shouldn't ask, but I'm going to ask, is you say you're a defensive-minded guy, especially linebackers. One thing that caught my mind, especially with what's going on at the University of Miami, is the lack of production or the lack of, like, development of our linebackers or actually our, our pretty much our whole defensive you know, side of the ball for the most part. What do you see or how do you feel about the program and the direction that it's headed even, you know, concerning like the, the coaching personnel that we just kind of, you know, kind of filled the roster a little, little bit with T-Rob and, you know, Jess Simpson and things like that. Can you kind of elaborate on that? 
Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, one thing, the coach, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've had conversations with men, uh, but I, I think when you had a program like Miami, and you know, you need to one, you need to one know the history of Miami, uh, in order to be the head coach of, of of Miami, and not just the hoopla and what you see on TV, but have a clear understanding of how the program was so successful and how the program program, in my opinion, was so successful uh, was we always had top coordinators. Well, I mean, and, and like, you know, Nick Saban recruits my kids and every, you know, before the COVID, I would go up there every year and sit down and chop it up with him. Uh, and he'll tell you in a minute, he used Miami, uh, the Miami blueprint to this date right now. He's always going to have the best coordinators money can buy. That's number one, you know, and back in the days when Miami had no money, because it, we were so rich in talent, we still got the coordinators because the coordinators eventually catapulted and went to the league. Or they ended up getting them a job. So when we stopped getting these top of the line coordinators, I think it happened with my good friend Randy Shannon, who kind of got off track, you know, me and him down. And I have these conversations with him, I hope. You know, look, you got to get good, great coordinators in and get and great coaches. Everybody wants to coach you. I talked to Corey Bell, who did a great job in Florida. He wants to come back home. Talk to, I talked to Clink, Coach Clink. He probably will kill me right now. Clink uh, at Kentucky, he wants to come here. All these different guys that want to come to Miami and coach because they know they're going to be filled with talent. And it's not gonna be it's not gonna be hard. And, and these guys are already great coaches. They're putting guys in the league and they're and they're developing uh mediocre players. So they wanna come here because they know, okay, if I go there and get that thing going over there, this is gonna be a lot easier because I'm in a rich pool of talent. I can go somewhere else. So I look at when I look at the defensive side of the ball, uh again, I, you know, I looked at ESPN and Clicked on the thing and said Manny is going to take over the defense, which we all know it takes. Uh, Ray Charles knows that he was already calling the defense. <laughs> yeah. When you go get your GA on the La Tech uh, defensive coordinator, that's what you're going to get. La Tech, you're going to get a La Tech defense. You know, ain't like you, you know, batting shutouts at La Tech uh, when you was the GA. So. That is what you're going to get, and so that's what we got. You know, <laughs> so so again, you know, it, it's just I, I just think Manny Manny did good by getting the OC. You can't you, you be a be an executive, be an executive. Let go go get Charlie Strong or somebody or whoever it may be. Anybody will come here. You got guys who just got fired. Uh, still, still calls my phone. You know, you, you got so many guys who are great defensive coordinators. Let them do the job. Go do the interviews. You know what I'm saying? And let us win. But I think Coach just, Coach just, you know, he, he, he's, he's, uh, I guess we got to upgrade from Al Golden when he didn't want to get rid of his homeboy. 
which now both of them coaching in two different places. So Panny D, his homeboy. Well, you're saying that we have a buddy system going on right now. Oh man, it, listen, man, <laughs> I, I, listen. I, it's so it's so sickening because all my old cane friends who I who we were in the heyday, I just get Texas in the morning. Whether it's Gino or Hosmith or Sap or somebody, what the hell is going on? Like I know what's going on. I, I'm like I don't. I, Try to talk to the guy. The guy tell me, "Yeah, I'll look into it," and that'll be it. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. So I mean, I, I'm just, just like you say, development. I, I have a, a kid, probably the top defensive back in the country. Uh, he just went to Alabama, uh, out of Alabama, and his 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 mother works for a company that I used for over 20 years doing my travel. And they didn't know what was going on. The kid getting all these colleges calling, so they know I'm into it. And they called me up. Hey, Luke, we don't know. And so he's, I said, send me the clipping. And I'm like, shit. And then I go look at the at the thing, and it's like they was like, we want to send him down to Miami, let him play for you because we don't know how to handle all these colleges calling. So I'm looking at the kid, and then I go do a little bit of research. He's like probably the top defensive back in the country. <laughs> and so I go tell him. One of the coaches at Miami, you know, this just like my little nephew, I, you know, kind of raised this kid. I didn't know he was like that. And it was like, well, send him to Miami. And I, you know what I said? I said, well, tell me how many players did your defensive back coaches get drafted and then called me because that is what it's really all about. You know, a lot yeah. of these kids right now, even my kids, I love Miami to death. But if there's not a coach on the staff at that position, one, Leon Hart, right now, Manny Diaz coaching Leon Hart, I swear to God, I'll tell Leon Hart, mama and daddy, don't sit him there. And me and Manny, cool, but you have not developed any linebackers. So that'll yeah. be committing child abuse. You know what I'm saying? Because I love the school. The bottom line is that, that you know, you got to be able to develop these kids to be able to put them on the next level. If you can't do that, kids want to go to the next level. And so, you know, with that said, I mean, that's how I look at it. I, they just don't develop talent. You know, I, I talked to a kid from Miami, I ain't gonna call no name. And I asked him, his dad was like, oh, I wanna know if my son should go to the league or not. So I called some of my friends in the league, should he stay or should he go? And they said, no, he should stay because he doesn't tackle well. He looks good, he got a great frame, but he don't tackle well. So then I asked the kid, uh, how much tackling do you guys do? He said, we don't do no tackling. And then I asked the kid, well, how many of these, these Hall of Famers you talk to in the building? None. And I'm like, that just really threw me off. You need to stay for another year. Wow. I ain't calling no names, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, that's bad. I mean, we don't. so the kid can't leave to go to the league because we don't tackle in practice. Right. Mm. And, and that's frustrating, man, you know, because, again, you know, you watch a couple games this past season, you know, against Duke, it seems like they were lights out. They couldn't miss a tackle. Then they follow up against UNC and – I don't know if they thought they were wearing the same color jerseys and they didn't want to hit their buddy or nothing, but it definitely showed 
the last couple of games that they did not want to make contact. You know, again, yeah. you know, to the defense, they were mentally exhausted. So you, you got to give them a break there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. UNC was mentally exhausted. <laughs> and I got so abused at that game. So me and the coach uh, Galloway, you know, good friend of mine, he's the receiver coach over there. So he gets on the phone, they fly in. This is what happens to me, by the way. They fly in like, yeah, here's my running backs. They put them on nowadays before it was a phone call speaker. So now it's FaceTime. So they FaceTime me with the running backs. I'm like, y'all ain't going to get shit. Y'all ain't going to get no yards. You're going to shut y'all out. You're going to get 50 yards. If you get 50 yards, this is me. The, the, the night before the game, they sitting there like, the two running backs. And, and boy, did they give it to me. Wow. The first phone call, I was like, did you call your mama? No, my mama was in the game. No, we calling you. And I'm coming, you know, I got my cane stuff on my house, dressed up like I'm at the game. Take that, that's all. Take it off. Because that we just drug y'all. And I was like, oh, how bad was it? Because I, I turned the TV off at a certain time. Yeah. So, them, so that was the inside story to that that nobody knows. <laughs> wow. I got Really abused. Wow. Well, well, let's let's get on let's get on a lighter topic. I'm getting ready to hit you with some rapid fire questions if you don't mind. Okay. And I want to I want to end with a little like something a little after that. But uh, so we kind of come up with a little rapid fire. You know, again, we're gonna just ask you some questions. We got two answers, and we just want you to kind of tell us which one of these answers you would pick. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. LL Cool J or KRS One? KRS One. Boom! See, I knew it. Um, <laughs> Duke Johnson or Devontae Freeman? Oh, don't do that to me. Oh, come on, No, 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 no. Both of those boys are Liberty City Optimus Warriors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We get it for a reason. <laughs> I uh, pass. Okay. okay, that's fine. Dennis Erickson or Butch Davis? Oh, Dennis Erickson, by far. No question okay. about it. Okay. That's my man, Coach E. Coach E, and let me tell you, I know it's rapid fire, but but Dennis Erickson, that's my, he's a great guy. They had, they, I think it was Andrew and Dennis Erickson, you know, took in so many kids of his son's high school football team. I remember he told me a story. The kids were driving the car and Carl Gables, they got stopped. Police threw them all out on the ground, and it was like in Dennis Erickson's car, and uh, he had to go pick them up uh, from the police station. He went off on the uh, Carl Gabriel's police, uh, and and I just thought he was just a, just a great good guy. Okay, you uh, so. probably know the answer to this one. Like a coach's polo or a starter jacket? Starter jacket. Always. <laughs> starter jacket. I've <laughs> uh, got two more for you. The NCAA or the FCC? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm going to take FCC. NCAA, that's, that's a that's Last, one for <laughs> Last one for you. Rope chains or the turnover chain? Rope chains. I do not like the turnover chain. You, I don't you know, like I, I'm so glad you said the rope chain because, like I stated earlier when we first came on, like growing up, like, my, my style of music was literally two live crew. Like, I was bumping it all day to day. And some of my favorite songs, man, you know, you go back to, like, Get a Girl and Move Something, like, Do I Diddy. Like, like people just don't understand in today's time of music, 
it was nothing like that music back then. And you guys created something that was just not even just comical, but just the way that you guys performed and you presented it, you know, yourselves. And, you know, then you came out with like Band in the USA and things like that. Like you flipped the script. Like the music that you guys created back then for me as a child, like just brought so much joy to me and so much memory. Even today, like, like I wish our kids today could actually listen to it. Now, my question to you is, does any of your current kids listen to the music that you like made back when you were younger? And do they say, coach, what were you thinking? No, that's crazy. I mean, all the years, I mean, only person out of all the kids that I coached, like, was interested in what I was thinking about with Artie Burns when I coached the man Northwestern. Artie was like, and Artie just it was so intrigued by me. Um, he would go get all the videos. He would go look on everything on YouTube and, and some stuff he had no business looking at. And he would come, Coach. So what you did in Japan, was that what, – what? I'm like, Artie, you don't need to be looking at this kind of stuff. And, then, you, know, and you don't need to be listening. Come what you think about when you made this, we want some – man, Artie, hey, you know, go sit down somewhere. You don't know my friend. <laughs> up down for listening to my music. So he was the only one that was, that was all uh, blown away by my music. So, Luke, I, mean, I got to – I was going to say, Luke, I, I got to be honest, man. I was a big fan, but I had to keep a CD hidden under the bed when I was a kid, man. Hey, 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 hey. Like I, I always tell people right now, everybody back then was saying, the music is so bad for the kids. It's going to corrupt their minds. It's going to make them all the crazy people and all that. And then here today right now, I see people like you guys and, and other guys. I go, I can't go to a basketball game, the lawyers and the doctors and all that. And everybody's like, yo, I grew up on the, on the music. I, my mom took this. <laughs> and all that. I say, yeah, I'm like, you did come out okay, right? Because yeah. you were saying you were not going to come out okay. I was going to corrupt you. And you were going to turn into a, a freak. Yeah, Which, you know, I, I did make sure that you 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 mess with the girls, you know what I'm saying? So I did do something. I made sure you kept your masculinity. That's right. That's right. Exactly. I mean, whether whether it's Little Cam or Cardi B, man, it, it translates the same. You know, old, old school, new school. Yep. It's definitely uh, it's definitely like interesting to look at listen to today's music compared to what we were able to listen to back then. Um, look, I know uh, we've had you on for about, you know, 30-something minutes, man, and we appreciate your time. And, you know, eventually we'd love to have you back on. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Can Gang Show. And, uh, man, I'll, you know, God bless you and, and continue to do the good work you're doing over at Edison. And for me, it's been a pleasure listening to you, not just about the music, but about what you're doing in high school football, man. And so thank you so much for that. I know the guys, you probably want to chime in a little bit, and we got to get ready to, you know, get the break. So uh, you guys chime in. And, again, Luke, for me, thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, thank Luke. you so much. Thank Luke. you so much, man. Yeah, thank you for your time. Hey, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, and special Inside. shout out to, to Teresa, uh, you know, who set this up, man. She's awesome, and I just want to give her a shout out on air and say thank you so much for yeah. uh, for her and helping you out here. And make sure y'all go watch uh, that Liberty City Warriors document as well. Great yeah. taste. That's right. What, what it's like to be optimist football in South Florida. There's nothing like it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, wow, this was an amazing two segments. Um, you're listening to Kane Gang Radio on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll catch you when we're back from break. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Yay! Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay! Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tonga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tonga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tonga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to Kane Gang Radio. Uh, we're here. Man, we just had one of the best interviews I've ever been a part of. What do you guys think? I just got to let the track roll again. <laughs> that says it all, doesn't it? Well, ain't nothing but a hoochie mama. Hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. I don't know if we can say that on the air. Hood rat, hoochie mama. But we did. So you, just anyway. got beeped a f- you just got bleeped out a few times, man. But it's Uncle Luke, so it was worth it. Okay. I will get bleep, bleep, bleep if I could say, girl ain't nothing but a hoochie mama. Hoochie hoochie mama. Man, that was an icon Miami legend right there. It was definitely an honor to to talk with uh, Uncle Luke. The starter jacket, man. Oh, the starter jacket. And, like, the way he said it was starter jacket. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that one wasn't even – that was a question. We definitely stumped him on the on the on the Freeman or uh, Ooh, or Duke. Awesome. Yeah, he didn't he didn't want to answer that one. He was like, mm, I'm I knew that. It. I knew I knew those two would be a tough one. <laughs> you know, it was Look good though too, boy. What about the story about Dennis Erickson? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, wow, man. Like, I thought it was cool though. Dude. He took the FCC over the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh really hard. With a smirk I, too. I hate the NCAA. We all do. <laughs> so, J-Man, J-Man, let me ask you a question. And this isn't in, in no way a knock on you because, like, you're my dog, right? 
Yeah. But being a, 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 a Utah dude, right? Like yeah. being able to talk to somebody like Uncle Luke, just straight straight dude from like Miami, yeah. like like how's that? Well, I mean, I don't know. So so Luke is like a totally different era than than when I grew up, you know. Um Who'd you grow up listening to? Did you listen to hip hop growing up? No, no, I didn't I didn't get into hip hop until I was you know, in my, my early teenage years. And, and I wouldn't even consider myself a hip hop head. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the genre, uh, but I have a few artists. Like when I was younger, I liked, I liked Nelly, you know, and, okay. and uh, as in high school, I got into Tech nine. Yeah. 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 I love oh, country grammar. grammar. Did you, did you wear a bandaid on your cheek? Uh, <laughs> no, I thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, somebody on Slam radio and, and, you know, forgive me for, um, if I say this wrong, but I think last week I was, I poked up on, I popped up on, uh, Amigos live in the morning on his slam radio on, you know, good morning, Amigo yeah. shout out to good morning, Amigo, um, and Frank and Larry and Hannah and all those guys. But, uh, so I popped on to, I popped up on his live and I believe it was the new girl. I think her name's Hannah on, uh, on good morning, Amigo. And she was rocking the, like the Nelly Band-Aid. So yeah. shout out to uh, to all those that, you know, hold it down in the morning over here. On <laughs> yeah. So, you know, talking to Luke is, is cool. You know, I, I wanted to mention this to you guys on the break. But, um, you know, I, I guess I just hadn't been exposed um, to the, the, the personality that is Luther Campbell as well as I should have been. Like, that interview was so cool to me because, uh, you know, you hear a lot about Uncle Luke but you don't always hear the stuff that he was telling us about, you know, the, the difference that he's making in people's lives. And, and, you know, you hear a criticism, especially in relation to the university of Miami. But then when he points out, like, I'm not sending a kid to a college where I think it's bad for them. Cause he cares about the kid. He doesn't, you know, more so than a football team. Right. And, and nothing but respect yeah. for that. Things are bigger than football sometimes. Right. Yep. And, you know, here's the thing. Luke is, always through his whole life been considered controversial right but it's because he doesn't tell you what you want to hear he tells you like it is and you know I've got respect for that right you know like you know it's not like he's just making crazy opinions without backing up like he'll tell you why he thinks away so you know I I think that's refreshing man and I think it's uh you know I think it's awesome that he he spent some time to to come on our show here and uh and spend some time you know with the Kang gang Kang gang Kang gang you know, so, I was exposed to it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, growing up in South Florida, like, listen, man, I am no way, you know, I don't even know how to say it, but, like, I, I literally was exposed. Like, that was my genre uh-huh. in high school. I went to, you know, a school in, in Broward County called Boyd Anderson to where, you know, again, I was the minority of, of, of our, our class. But it was, like, it, it taught me so much. It, it taught yeah. me culture. It taught me you know, kind of how to stand up for myself. Um, the grind, it was, the grind mentality. It literally, you know, and, you know, so, and I guess I can say this on the air, like when I was going to school, like we had days, they were called cracker days, you know what I mean? And it's like where, you know, white people used to try, you know, used to get beat up, you know, it was, it was cracker day. Well, like they didn't try that with me, bro, because I was not standing for that, you know, like I didn't, I didn't play that, you know, but I kind of yeah. blended in again. I it helped that, you know, like I, I led it in sports and, yeah. I was able to kind of fit in, but like there was something about just, you know, I brought it up like 
if you listen to his words on some of his songs, it's almost comical too. Like, you know, like, you know, his, his nursery rhyme song. And if you go to someone like, do I diddy? It's just, just the, the, just the words and how they come together is definitely fascinating. You would definitely get a, a kick out of it. So Jordan, you're, you're, I don't want to say it's homework, but you literally need to go on YouTube tonight or today. I'm sorry. Yep. You know, and literally watch nothing but two live crew. Okay. You're no, not when, have on backwards would literally be tilted to the side now. <laughs> when I say when I say that I had to have that C D hundred hidden under my bed, yeah. Yo, that's the truth, man. Yeah. Yo, if if mom found that C D, man, it was yeah. I, I was getting a butt whooping, man, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean I had experiences like like that, it just you know, much later. It was it was probably uh ten years later than that. <laughs> you know, ten years later wow. than when, when two live crew was dominating the airwaves. So so for me hey, it was hey, 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 Jordan, Jordan, we should play a rapid fire with Brad real quick. Brad, you want to do rapid fire? Uh, I feel like I'm getting set up for something. <laughs> I feel like you're getting set up. I don't know what's going to happen. So we <laughs> usually <laughs> man, are we winning this one or what? Two uh, rabbit, my grandma. <laughs> and why? Hey, that, that's not a rap. I mean, that's not a rapid fire. That's a, a narrative essay. I can get. I can give yeah. you an F-cat page essay. <laughs> Listen, for those of you guys who, like, obviously off the air, like, Brad and I always have, like, great debates. Like, and I don't want to call them heated debates, but, like, they're debates, and, like, we both go in. Um, I'm old school, right? So so Brad's new school. Um, again, you know, I'm not going to even say, like, the BY word, but, like, he's new school, like, to me, where like, – <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school, so I'm always gonna show favoritism to the old school cats, you know, at the University of Miami to where Brad's gonna pretty much favor the new school cats, right? Is that fair enough to say? No, I, I think I think I just look at it as a realist and not like a friend, you know. I, I think I look at the 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 blueprint and the actual statistics and not, you know, the the history tapes. I don't know. I don't look at it as a friend. I look at it like the overall picture. You know, and again, I think what has to happen is we have to look at the body of work, like you had mentioned, right? Mm. But the body of work has been dismal for pretty much 90% of our defensive staff, you know, this past season. You know, I think the only good part of our defense was probably, you know, or coach-wise was Coach Stroud, you know, and that was just more on the ends. It wasn't even in the tackles. It's, so, it's funny you mentioned Coach Stroud because I agree. I think Coach Stroud was a phenomenal defensive line coach for us especially for the defense ends, but our right. D t- our D tackles were still very clueless at times. And they, they almost went Casper um, throughout the season. And with our defensive ends, when you really look at it, the defensive ends that did well, I think would have done well with any coach or any football yeah. team because they were so talented. And now we're transitioning to a coach, Jeff Simpson, who we had a couple of years ago in 2017. And what I liked about coach Simpson was, he didn't necessarily have the elite star guys and freaks like we have on this current team, but he was able to produce and get the most out of every player, whether it's a defensive end or a defensive tackle. And I'm excited to have Jeff Simpson back. Dude, he pulled the monster out of Gerald Willis, man. Uh, what about McIntosh and Norton, you know? I mean, yeah. not only that, but look at Joe Jack. Look how Joe Jack transformed. You know, there's just, you know, again, it's, it's I don't want to say it's refreshing, but it so I go back to last year. Our offense, J Man, I know our offense was so putrid last year with whatever his name was that came from the school kind of in yeah. you know next to Georgia. We don't like to kind of mention that. But 
I think Manny, like, again, and I've said this before, Manny did the right thing by getting rid of the yeah. problem, right? So now we transition into this offseason, and, you know, like Brad talks about the whole body of work. Well, now we learned yesterday that Manny now is going to call the plays. Yeah. So now the hot seat comes solely on Manny if your defense doesn't produce. It doesn't fall on your coordinators. Manny is literally in the hot seat. How does Manny – well, let me ask you this question first. How does Blake Baker accept that role of, I guess you would call it a demotion, not being able to call plays, you know, and now really just coaching linebackers? How does Blake Baker handle that? And then what happens with Manny if we're not producing? Um, so, I, honestly, I'm surprised. I, I think seeing demotions in – I mean, these the coaches are professionals, right? Their profession is coaching. Um, they get paid very handsomely to do it. It's, it's not common to see demotions in the professional world, um, especially, you know, college football. And we saw two on our staff, and, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised. So I'm, I'm interested to see the dynamic that it comes uh, with, you know, this season. It sounds like Blake Baker is going to still uh, be running point on the preparation during the week, um, at least from press conferences, interviews that we read. Um, but in regards to the second part of the question, I think you hit the nail on the head in that Manny is essentially telling the defensive staff, like, you know, he, he's carrying the whole defensive staff now. Like if we have a repeat performance of, of what happened against UNC or what happened against Oklahoma state, um, it's, it's a possibility that we're looking for a new head coach a year from right now. I, I don't want to say that we will be because the university of Miami loves to cut costs. Um, however, like that is entering the realm of possibility now. Don't, don't you guys agree? Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's piggyback off of that interview that Luke was saying, and obviously people are going to listen to that and take heed to what he said about potentially names that actually reached out to him that said they would love to come to the university of Miami. Like, yeah. like, Ooh. like Bird and Brad, like what? Like when you hear somebody like Luke saying that he's getting text messages from, you know, prolific people, like what are you supposed to believe? I mean, obviously I'm going to take him for his word. Like, yeah. what do you guys think? Yeah. I, I don't know. Sorry. I, I've been talking a lot. You guys go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no worries. You know, what I want to say on this though, is like, you know, you know, here's the deal. Like Manny has put himself to the position and, you know, if, if, if I'm the guy who's calling the shots, I'm telling Manny, Hey, just be the CEO. Just like what Luke said, like college football needs a guy like, like this that wants to be the CEO, um, you know, and then hire great coordinators. Right. Exactly. Exactly what Luke was saying, you know, so I, I mean, you know, listen, what Manny's done is he's backed himself into a corner. You know, if we go in there and this, uh, you know, and this deep performs, you know, Hey, then he looks great and everybody's happy. But, uh, you know, we go in there and have anything even remotely close to that North Carolina performance or that first half against Oklahoma State. And, uh, you know, he's, he's probably going to cost himself his job there, you know. And we've seen the last two coaches, uh, you know, Al Golden with, uh, with underscore and Afrio, right? We won't put the D in his name. Um, and then, you know, with, uh, you know, with Mark Richt with his son, where they just hold on to these guys and, you know, they – should have made a move prior. So, you know, I hope Manny doesn't fall into that category, but uh, only time will tell, you know? Yeah, with, with Manny, um, it, it's gotten to the point now where we're obviously realizing he's, he's trying to play both sides of the fence, right? Not, not only to be the head coach and the politician, but to also be a, 
a, a friend to his boys, but still get the proper guys to kind of help with his friends that don't do a, a, a great job. Um, and, and I mean, we saw with the two guys we just added, Jess Simpson, who was previously at Miami, um, is going to do great things, in my opinion. He is one of those guys that has been around not only Miami, but he's gone on to bigger and better things over at the Atlanta Falcons. And he's a, a big household name in high school football in Georgia. And he's one of those guys where even though he's the defensive line coach for us, I mean, he could be getting a better opportunity and job. And then, I mean, I, I've mentioned this month plenty of times this whole week of coach Robinson in my opinion that was a home and hire because you, you look at a guy who is proven who has developed guys and put them in the NFL and I mean the, the type of way he teaches kids um, especially how they play man-to-man -man and how physical they are at the line that's something that our corners were not able to do the past couple of years and that could also not only be on the players but the scheme that Blake Baker was running and I think you can't run that scheme anymore with a with a cornerback, defensive back coach like Javaris Robinson. So, Brad, quick question for you. Who do you think is a more impactful hire, Jess Simpson or Javaris Robinson? Oh, I'm definitely going Travaris Robinson because we're going to see within 24 to 48 hours that we're already going to land a, a premier cornerback. And part of that could be because of Javaris Robinson. We don't know. But what I do know is we're already kind of on the low end when it comes to cornerbacks. You compare the cornerback room to the D-line room, this is the first year in a very long time where we're pretty stacked at defensive tackle um, as far as depth-wise and body-wise. With the cornerback room, we're still slim picking. We only have five, six bodies right now. And I think T-Rob is going to have to do all he can to kind of excel and get those guys on to the next level. And, I mean, he's not the only coach that's going to be helping him. you got DeMarcus Van Dyke as well. Well, one thing that I find interesting as well is the a assistant or associate head coach that Jen Sisson is actually taking on. Um, I find that interesting. Now, you bring up a good name in DeMarcus Van Dyke. Um, again, this is where it gets a little tricky for me because you're taking someone like Tavares Robinson and, and, and you're, you're replacing Mike Rump with T-Rob. Um, and again, T-Rob's going to be more of the quote-unquote safeties coach, but I think he generally takes around the whole secondary. And you promote someone like DVD, and I almost want to say almost like a GA role, but I just – Again, and I'm not knocking the Marcus Van Dyke at all, but again, this is my just my opinion. You guys can agree. You can disagree. You can chime in if you want. Like, I don't feel like the University of Miami is a spot to get your first coaching position. Um, I think the, the brand and the logo holds so much weight to where there's probably other people out there that want that job and probably deserve that job. Um, but maybe it's also, again, to – continue with the recruiting and things like that. Like, what do you guys feel about that? The biggest factor in my opinion is money, man. Uh, that you, you talk about there are better guys and guys who have proven already. And yet we're kind of this program that kind of hires within and promotes within uh, to guys that aren't proven yet. And I think, I think some of it is just having to not want to fork over the money to get those guys, you know? I mean, who knows what could have happened if we actually would have went harder at a Charlie Strong or a Kevin Steele, um, if Blake Baker and would still be on staff. Yeah, I think DVD is going to be a star, right? As a, as a star coaching, you know, he's going to be a star coaching. But to Coe's point, he needs that, that opportunity to go at a smaller store and, and grow, or a smaller school and grow. Like, he should have gone to Utah State – and then we bring him back, you know, a year, two, three down the road into that position. Yeah. 
Hey, Bird, uh, I do want to touch on what you're saying, uh, but we're up against the break, so we gotta, I got to cut us off right here. Um, y'all are listening to uh, Kane Gang Radio here on Sirius XM Channel 145. Slam Radio, we'll catch you in just a few moments. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM, yeah! Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to Kane Gang Radio. Man, this has been quite the show so far. Uh, we we talked to, you know, former Hurricane and, and current NFL cornerback Mike Jackson earlier in the show. And then we had uh, one of the, the – I'm going to call him the GOAT because I think he's the GOAT. Yeah. He's one of the GOATs, especially down in South Florida. Yeah. Like yeah. – My, goat is, my GOAT's way. probably T-double-D trick daddy. Like <laughs> yeah. Trick daddy. So, so yeah, we but have... at the end of the day, man, you got to think about it. Like, like Luke is like the original bad boy of hip hop. Like, yeah. like when you think about it, like the original bad boy, like, you know, you obviously you have like Diddy with the bad boy thing, but not, nah, but like Luke was just, he's yeah. the original bad boy, man. Like, I love it. Like <laughs> that was, that was really probably one of the best conversations. I don't even want to say interview, just the best conversation, not just to talk, but just to listen. You know, and that's what's nice sometimes about radio is just being able to listen to someone else, you know, share their experience and share their yeah. knowledge. And, you know, yeah. again, he's 60 years old and, yeah. you know, so he's been around and obviously he's been around a lot longer than us. Yeah. Um, you know, not too much longer than me, but he's definitely, you know, been around longer than me. So, Co, uh, I, I, I sent a text message because I was curious. Um, I'm, I'm very close with, with one of my cousins who was born in 1980. Um, you know, so he's a little closer to, to your era than mine. Um, 
but so I, I asked him if, if he listened to two live crew growing up and uh, he quoted me uh, some, some song lyrics, I'm assuming. So, so yes. Can't say on the air. <laughs> well, yeah. So, Let me hear. so it, anyways, my point is, is, is Uncle Luke's <laughs> influence did reach the mountain West, you know, back in the day. So, so I, I'm sure I would have had a different answer for you if I was 10 years older. So when you think about like, so you go back to late 80s, early 90s, you know, again, it was the West Coast was all NWA, you know, an easy E out that way, you know, down in South Florida, it was, it was Uncle Luke. And I love both of those, like both of those, you know, situations, whether it be the West Coast or the East Coast, um, that music just, it hit home, man. Like, you know, when Straight Outta Compton came out, like, uh, Brad might be in the same boat I am, but like, when Straight Outta Compton came out, the movie, bro, like, I was dying to see it because... I was a freshman in high school when when those cats came out with Straight Outta Compton, and I just, you know, I, I would just I had this big old boombox that I would carry on my bicycle, man, with and just ride out with it, man. Like, <laughs> I had a bungee, I had a bungee corded to my handlebars, and like literally, man, that's I can all see I'm you right now, man. Bro, I had the dyno, I had a dyno, and I had a GT, and I had it strapped to the front, man. <laughs> I have the whole visual of what's going on right now, man. And, and the funny thing is, so. My senior year of high school, believe it or not, like so, like I mentioned earlier, like I had a mouthful of rocks, man. Like so, I was I was top and bottom grilled, and then they make this thing, Ryan. You like you know, Bird, you wouldn't know about this because you have no hair, but they make this thing called oh. book racks, right? Yeah, you ever heard of book racks? Shots fired. <laughs> Literally, like it was a buckshot, right? So, um, they had this thing called book racks. So I let my hair grow. And at that point, Kid and Play was kind of on the scene, too. So I literally had, like, a nine-inch fade, you know. And, you know, I was in this, like, high school fraternity. I was on a step team. Like, bro, like, literally, I was all in with that stuff, bro. Like, I loved it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Again, cue the visuals, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to, uh, you know, 30 years later, and I'm not that same guy. <laughs> Maria would tell you I'm that same guy that I still act the same way, and um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was definitely a great, you know, late '80s, early '90s for me in high school. Nice, it's awesome. I love it. You know, <laughs> you know, we were talking about DVD, and you know, I almost thought that, like, like Bird said, it would have been almost advantageous for him to go out to like Utah State and to yeah. work with Coach Brenda out there. Um, obviously you would have loved it. You would have went out there and represented, you know, you, you wouldn't wear no Aggie stuff. You probably would have wore UM stuff out there, right? You know, that, that was actually, uh, you know, regular garb for me when I was a student, there was, uh, my, my USU Aggie sweatshirt with a UM hat. So, and, and usually UM t-shirt okay. underneath. So, you know, I, I enjoyed my time nice. up there, but it's, uh, I bleed orange and green like everybody else here. You know what's funny though, Bird and, and Brad? I mean, listen, if we have a bye week, this is just, listen, I will throw this out there right now. If we have a bye week and Utah State's playing at home, like I will fly out there. I will be head Done. to toe in UM gear. I'm about Done deal. Go Banda. Done deal. Let's do it. Gang gang road trip. Gang <laughs> gang road trip. Hey, I will show you guys around town. You will get the grand tour of, of my home state. So, I don't so know Jamie, if we'll have 30 minutes to see all of Utah, Jordan. Oh, 
So, so Jamie, like, what's the weather like, like during, the, <laughs> during the fall? Is it is it kind of sunny? Is it cold? Like so, so here's the thing: is uh, Utah is is kind of like California in that geographically you get everything right. So up where Salt Lake City is in the north, fall is like it, the trees change every shade of color. Like it, it's beautiful. Like fall is the the one time of year where Salt Lake City is choice above all other cities. Um, However, in southern Utah, you get like that Arizona look where the rocks are all orange, it's desert, you know, plastic melts on the sidewalk, that kind of stuff. So it's Yeah, I gotta put my, my, my talents to the northern part of like Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know it, it's fun. Bro, it's you I mean, yeah, that's only like a four right hour now. drive. So, you know, it, it's pretty good. Cool. I'll fly to Salt Lake and I'll just wait for you there, bro. I'll get a we'll get a hotel over there and yeah. wait for you to come. Yeah. You know, yeah, we you think I'm kidding, bro? I would literally make that road trip up there and just pull you know, again. I'll go on StubHub. How's the stadium? Like, can we get row one right behind the bench? Uh, at Utah State, so probably. I mean, Utah State has spotty attendance, you know, like the year that we had Jordan Love and and uh, you know, we're, we're playing really well, it was hard to get in. I, I actually managed to see Josh Allen play Jordan Love in, in one game as a student, so that was pretty cool, but yeah, I think you get row one. Bro, I would literally be posted up behind the bench yelling Banda, wearing all all orange and green. Banda and Pat Joyner, man. We're yep. going to be going off with oh. Pat Joyner. Yep. Yo, who else went out there? Mike Zuckerman? Who else, who else went out there? Is Zuckerman going Zuckerman, out there? yeah, Zuckerman, yeah. the linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat Joyner's probably got patching like season. I can already see it. I can see Scott Patchen again, like in my head, like playing another year after this year. <laughs> I want to come <laughs> back on Scott, Scott Patchen. Scott Patch has got like found a way to get like four or five more years of eligibility, man. He's gonna be in his thirties yeah. playing out there. He, we need Listen, Scott Patch. Sorry, go ahead, Co. I was just saying, take might as well take advantage. Of, like, so that's another thing I wanted to touch on. But Jordan, go ahead and complete your statement there before I go into this. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I, I think we should bring Scott Patchen back to the U. You know, kind of like uh, when the Miami it. Heat when they brought in Shane Battier to be that veteran presence. Uh, oh, when they brought D Wade would, back, no, that would be more like the Antoine Walker, Gary Payton. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's funny because, like, now that I don't want to bring it up, but I guess I will. Like, let's look at some of the returning seniors that are decided to come back. Mike Harley says he's coming back. Uh, John Ford said he's coming back. You know, Nesta. Nesta, but, he's not but a Nesta senior. was only a junior. He was just right, he was right, only right, a junior. Right. But I mean, yeah. it's like. So normally these kids would all be leaving, but in a way I think it hurts us. Again, and, and Luke said this earlier in the show too, it kind of hurts on you know some of these kids, but I do think it, it, it helps to build some type of maturity, and especially on the D-line. I don't care what you say. You can't – 300 pounds is 300 pounds. Like it's – you know, it's it's one of those things. So um, it would be interesting to see how, how – uh, John Ford takes this opportunity this year. I mean, again, if he can ball out with Nesta, with JHH, you know, there's definitely, you know, Leonard Taylor. Um, I, I think it's good to have some of the older guys to help nurture the younger guys. Now, Brad, you talked about the lack of, of depth in corner. Like, that is no farther from the truth when it comes to the wide receiver room. <laughs> like, that wide receiver room <laughs> is going to be, like, ridiculously loaded. Do you see any opportunity or any chances of anybody deciding to hit the portal at this time in, at, you know, in, here in January? 
You know, it, it honestly comes down to the NCAA and the ruling that they have as far as scholarships, too, because you also got to keep in mind if these guys decide to come back, that's going to count towards your, your cap for the following year. You have guys like Tate yeah. Martell that's coming mm-hmm. back. Um, we, we still haven't heard what Zach McLeod and Amari Carter is going to do. But, yeah, man, I mean, the wide receiver room, we're – I mean, me and you talk about this all the time. We're, we're 12 deep at wide receiver, and unfortunately – we're 12 deep, and yet we don't have a proven guy that we can honestly say, besides maybe Mike Harley, hey, this this is the guy. Like, you're going to have to at least get a, a corner and a safety on this side. We don't have a guy like that. Um, the closest guy we had was a tight end by the name of Brevin Jordan and Will Mallory. And I think uh, we talk about the wide receiver room, but the, the tight end room, in my opinion, is going to be a mismatch nightmare for defenses. I mean, you throw out Will Mallory and Elijah Arroyo at the same time in the red zone, those are two big targets, and you, you, you match them up with a Burchard Smith coming on a reverse. I mean, you got speed. You got size. It's going to be interesting. And, I mean, to your point earlier about the seniors coming back, there's no, there's no way you can knock the situation because we've been asking for years now for these seniors that shouldn't go to the NFL right away to come back. And the, the fact that it all started with a transfer quarterback in De'Ara King to not only make the decision – to come to Miami, be the leader, be the quarterback of Miami and take us to where we were this year because of him. But you decided to come back and he was the domino that started all this. Right. Right. I'm, I'm anxious to see on how well he recoups and how quick he recoup because, you know, again, I would love to see that kind that competition. Um, obviously cozy decided to, you know, to, to portal out. And, you know, I think somebody like Jake Garcia, if he would have been able to, uh, you know, EE, I think that would have made that spring so much more interesting to see what was going to happen there. Cause obviously him and TVD would probably be, you know, just splitting reps. Um, I, I believe Garcia will be an early enrollee. Um, I, I thought I saw yesterday he was going to be in Miami in like three days, three or four days. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Cause yeah. I, my understanding, I thought he wasn't going to be an EE, but I mean, again, I mean, maybe they, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening now with COVID that, you know, maybe there's some loopholes and things like that. So yeah. it would be interesting to see because that literally just is going to like that green tree with those two slingers. I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely, that's why I need to give you some credentials and be able to get there and watch some practice. <laughs> I got I have a, I have a question for you guys. I would really like to get y'all's opinion. So we, we touched on Jess Simpson, obviously being our D line coach and Javaris Robinson being the, the defensive back coach and how much, they are going to implement and kind of improve those two positions. The last position that we know we need to improve on is linebackers, right? The fact, that our, the, the, the fact that our linebacker recruiting has been abysmal going back to 27, 2018, when Manny Diaz was the actual defensive coordinator, you bring in coach Robinson, you bring in coach Simpson, which kind of takes care of the D line coaching developing that we've been missing. And then same thing with cornerback recruiting and developing. My thing is, What's going to happen with the linebacker group? Do you guys think that with Manny Diaz now calling the defense again, um, it will put a little bit less pressure on the linebackers to to not think as much and just play hard, fast, physical football? I I, I want to get real deep into this, and I know we're going into break. Um, Jordan, you want you want to bring us into break, and we'll we'll come right back and uh, answer those. Well, I think we got to just kind of like just let me let's go ahead and answer this now because I, okay. I think we're got to just try to finish the show up. Um, I think our linebackers definitely have to improve. I don't know what it's going to take. I think McLeod, like you mentioned earlier, I think he does come back, but again, he'll be on the DN. Um, and again, it's up to, you know, who we have there, the court flags, 
Tyreek Austin Caves, um, Ryan Ragonis, you know, the Bradley Jennings, the Wayman Steeds, the James Williams. You know, I think, you know, you can only work with what you have, right? And with Manny calling the defense, now it's going to be, again, it goes back to now you're on the hot seat. You know, the three stud linebackers that we got as freshman All-Americans with McLeod, Pinkney, and Quarterman, they were all, you know, Golden's recruits. And they stuck yeah. to their commitment. But we really haven't landed any, you know, high, high-rated linebackers. Again, you can say James Williams might slide down there, but he's going to be a safety. So I don't know, man. I think that's going to be – that's a topic that we can touch on at another point. Um, I know we only have a few minutes left on the show right now. Yeah. Um, you guys want to catch these couple NFL games real quick for picks? Because last week I did Let's the do, best. Got you know, Brad didn't want to bet that 100 on the seed note picking Alabama with, with seven. He didn't want to pick that Tennessee-Baltimore game for another seed note because he would have lost two bills. And uh, I don't know. Let's see if I can you know, maneuver again. So real quick, let's, let's, let's hit these real quick. So, so Bills Bills and Ravens. J-Man, real quick. You guys know I got to go Bills. I, I, All right, I'm going to Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> Bills. Bills. All right. All right, so that's uh, – so Bird, Brad, and Jordan for them. And then let's talk about the – I'm not even giving the Browns a chance, but the Browns and the Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs. I got Mahomes with seven touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Cody, yeah, you I'm pick going, first. I'm going Chiefs. All right, I'm going to go Browns just because I hope I get the upset. Okay, that ain't working. Um, that definitely ain't happening. Uh, Packers and Rams. Packers. Packers. Yeah, me too. Okay. And then this is probably one of the better matchups, man. The Saints and Tampa Bay. Like, you have the two old slingers, you know, and that should be definitely, uh, one of those. So, Tampa Bay. Saints? Saints. I got the Bucks. Oh, wow. Yep. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with the Bucks as well. Wow, I'm going to go with the Saints. So, I think that's going to kind of put us in a predicament there because last last week, um, you know, we had a couple upsets that I mean, again, I picked the Ravens. I think everybody else picked Tennessee, and then Ryan picked the Washington football team. I think we all so Ryan yeah. kind of you know, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, as we said, the dirty bird kind of flew the coop last week. So, uh, hey, thank. Look, I thought Alex Smith was playing, man. I gotta, I gotta yeah. admit, man, I was, I was out on my information. But the kid who played yeah. in Alex Smith's place was actually slinging it, man. You yeah. know, I Taylor almost Heineke. pulled off that upset. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know, he might be, I'm gonna he, call him Heineken. He might be starting for you guys, Miami Dolphins next year if Tua doesn't start. You haven't heard of Drake. They're already, they're already talking about Deshaun Watson. They want to stop. It's been a great, great Friday, man. We've had a lot of context, uh, a lot of content on here, and uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in here from 11 to 1. Hope it didn't bore you guys. I appreciate you guys all hanging in there and then sticking with us through our interviews. Uh, Catch us next week, same time, same place. Uh, Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. This is your boy, DC. With the bird, Nelson, and Tejada. Kang gang. Kang gang. Kang gang. See you guys. Kang gang. The views and opinions expressed on Kang gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.